Hey guys, and welcome to part two of our series, which is all about moving your medical career to Australia. In this part, we're going to talk about everything that is the AMC1 MCQ exam. My name is Dr. Caroline. I'm Dr. Sasha. And we are from Code You Australia, where we help people revive, survive and thrive in their medical careers. So AMC1 MCQ exam, let's break down the entire thing. So what we've done, we've actually spent quite a few hours finding all the resources and information to give you a really comprehensive but straightforward overview of this exam. So let's just start basic. What is it? It's an online computer test. It has 150 questions that you need to answer in about three and a half hours, which leaves about one and a half minutes per question. Now, 50% of those questions, so that's 75 questions, are taken from previous exams. The other 50% are brand new questions that have never been asked before. And it's AMC's way of piloting new questions that they may use in the next exam. Now, out of these 150 questions, 30% are general adult medicine. The other 30% is general adult surgery. 12.5% will be women's health. 12.5% will be child health. 12.5% will be mental health. And 12.5% will be population health, which is epidemiology and statistics. Now, this is just all taken from the AMC website. I actually haven't calculated all those percentages. I'm hoping they go up to 100. <laughs> but from the AMC website, I'm sure they have done and triple checked. Now, these questions are A-type questions, which means you'll be given a question with five answers to choose from. Now, not all will be incorrect. Your job is to select the best response. So not the second best, not the third best, but the best. This is definitely the worst type of MCQ exam. Yeah, because it's tricky. Because you can't rely just on your standard experience to carry you. Yes. And also in real life, if you did the second best option, you wouldn't be completely wrong wrong, and it wouldn't make you a bad doctor. So it is a little bit tricky. But if you do it here, you'll fail. But if, absolutely. <laughs> if you do here, you won't even get a chance to work as a doctor in Australia. So how much does this cost? The exam is 2700 Australian dollars. And like everything else, it's going to go up next year as well. Where can you do it? Pearson View um, Centres are the places, the companies that conduct the MCQ exam on behalf of the Australian Medical Council. Now, Pearson View Centres are all over the world, although some countries don't have them. Um, if you want to know where your nearest Pearson View Centre is, we have a link in our caption that will take you to the Pearson View website and you can type in your location and see where would be the closest one to you. And I think as well, this is a good time to start thinking about where you would write it if it's not offered in your country. Like for us, it wasn't offered in South Africa. So we had to travel. And um, this obviously impacts your expenses as well in the whole process. Yep. And what about, so where did, where did you end up doing your one? So we ended up actually doing it in America. Oh, okay. We just, um, we always wanted to go there. So we decided we'd just <laughs> go there, write the exam and have a holiday. Oh, very nice. So, like, could you do that as a tourist visa and go? Yes, yes. Okay. We did, we, that's exactly how but we did it. But still, you need, like, to apply for a visa. So, that's an extra thing that probably yes. I wouldn't have thought about exactly. because I had the opportunity of doing it in the same country. Yeah, and, and most of the places where we could write it, you would need a visa anyway. So, that's uh, why right. we decided to just, if we were going to travel, just make it all in one go. Okay. Well, that's actually a really important point to note. Okay. So, so let's talk about how to prepare this is what the AMC recommends. Now, on their website, they actually have a PDF. It's called the AMC MCQ Specification Booklet. Basically, it is an information booklet. <laughs> Frustrating that they use the word specification because I would have looked I don't when I sat my AMC MCQ, I didn't even notice that there was this booklet and I would have looked right past it because This is the first time I'm hearing about yeah. it. Because I guess once again, the wording, and this is the frustrating thing that these companies like the AMC, um, sometimes even APRA, they have these really good resources, but they whoever is making them is clearly too intelligent. For trying it. to be fancy. Trying to be fancy, too intelligent for the rest of us. And it's just using words that get lost in translation. I mean, at the end of the day, 
the MCQs designed for IMGs who are mostly um, from either non-English speaking backgrounds or English was a second language. So when they see the word specification, they're not going to think of the word information. It's not clear. It's not. It's like, don't be fancy. Let's just be black and white about it and straight to the point. It's like so, they don't want people to find this. And they don't. They don't. Even though it's an amazing booklet and we have put a link to this booklet in our caption. So please please go and look at it. It is a fantastic resource. So in this booklet, this is what they tell you on how to prepare. Now, the first thing is they say is to um, access their 50 questions practice exam on their website. So this is a trial exam. This is um, to practice what an electronic test would be like, specifically for those who have never completed an online test. Now, Remember, we also just learned that 75 questions from the 150 questions in the exam come from previous exams and resources. So you never know, some questions can come from this resource. So I highly recommend that you attempt these 50 trial exams. I think what's really important about this is that it says for people that may not have done an online test, you might not have come from a country where online testing is very common. So I think that's really, really important to test that you are actually competent enough to do a test online, that's not going to slow you down because you already don't have that much time to complete the test. Yeah. And just getting familiar with the format of an online test Mm -hmm. and moving your mouse and clicking on things, I think that's really important. The glare of the computer as well and if that's not going to bother your eyes. Yeah. So that's definitely um, a a great resource to to, um, review. The second thing they recommend is um, in their AMC MCQ specification booklet aka the information booklet can we just keep calling it the information booklet (laughs) we should and we should submit a um a uh, a specification (laughs) to review yes yes we should to the amc please rename your booklet but at the end of the booklet i think it's in appendix b they have 50 questions um 50 mcq questions that you can attempt now i actually took one of these questions out and i'm going to test you Sasha and you better not get it wrong on this podcast because it's going to be humiliating for you I don't know why you always have to do this to me (laughs) well I thought it'd be good for everyone to hear this question and your rationale on how you answered this question so in the specification booklet appendix b I've taken one of these 50 questions you ready for it yeah already sweating (laughs) so a 20 month old boy is with his mother in the supermarket He puts a lollipop in the trolley and becomes enraged when his mother puts it back. He starts to cry vigorously, then suddenly stops breathing. He becomes cyanose, loses consciousness and has a brief tonic-clonic seizure. On examination, 15 15 minutes later, he is alert and interactive. His BP is 95 over 60. His pulse is 100 beats per minute. Temperature 37.6 degrees and neurological examination is normal. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? And just remember that last sentence, most likely diagnosis. Are you going to read me the answers? I am. Okay. So these are your options. Febrile convulsions, breath holding spell, epilepsy, syncopal episode or encephalitis. What do you choose? So based on the information that they've given in the question, clearly breath holding spell. Mm-hmm. How did you come to that decision? Well, I obviously just tried to work it out from what the, the information that they'd given and the options. So can't be a febrile convulsion because the patient's not febrile. Breath holding spell fits in because cyanotic um, and the rest of the features. And then epilepsy, they did mention some sort of seizure-like activity, but there was no postectal period or anything like that. Syncopal episode doesn't fit. And encephalitis, it, there was a normal neurological exam. So breath holding is just the most likely. Yeah. And how certain are you? 90% certain. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are correct. But wait, here's the, here's the most important question. It wasn't actually this question. You did the AMC MCQ exam. I did the AMC MCQ exam. Did you ever get a question this straightforward, this easy? That you could just work out? No. No, exactly. So I found this particularly interesting that even though this was a question in their specification booklet, I was like, wow, I would have loved to get questions like this, which are main conditions that you do see that come through ED, especially as a junior doctor that you should know about. Um, This was, yeah, I didn't get anything like this. I'm glad I didn't see this false hope. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. Um, but I still think it's really important people go through them and practice these questions. You never know. It could You could be the lucky one and get one of these easy ones on your exam and that's just an easy point. Hmm. But just want to, I guess, point out that if – you heard this question and thought, oh, wow, that is super easy. Like, gosh, I don't really need to study for this exam. I'm trying to point out that, no, don't, don't believe that it's that you do. easy. You do. You do. So the next thing that they recommend is, um, again, in the specification booklet, Appendix C, they have a list of suitable resources where you can look up answers to your questions or get more information on a topic. And these are things like therapeutic guidelines. So highly recommend you go to that appendix c and you look at those resources and that should be your go-to for answers to any questions that you have that you're trying to work out and i think this is extremely useful because when i was studying for it the method that i used or the strategy that i used is i would do the mcq booklet and do the questions and then if i didn't know anything about that topic that they were questioning on i would go and try study around the topic and for that i had no idea which resources to go go for which would give me the answers in an Australian context because I had a lot of resources obviously from my own country Mm -hmm. but those were not going to give me the answers that the AMC wanted so I had no idea which resources I could go to to try and study around topics so this is extremely useful I didn't know anything about ETG I didn't know anything about sort of the Royal Melbourne Hospital's guidelines and things like that that they have suggested so this is highly recommended. Yeah I actually didn't know myself either a lot of my information was asking other people that I know were sitting the AMC mcq exams like so word of mouth yeah word of mouth yeah absolutely so it's a shame i never saw this specification booklet um probably i saw it but that's that's the other thing with the amc website there's great information on there but it is really dense and heavy and these i wouldn't say it's a fancy word but these unnecessary words to just mean oh information booklet i think you'd catch a lot more people if you just use basic terminology like amc mcq guide yeah yep that's it that's all you need to do Um, so the next thing that they suggest is the AMC handbook of multiple choice questions. Now this is a physical book and it's got heaps of MCQ questions. That's the whole thing of the book. It's not so much text, it's MCQ questions. And I think this is the foundation of your studying. 100%. You need this book. Yes. So there's a few things you need to know about this book. The AMC is going to get rid of the actual book and replace it with an app. Don't know when, but it's advertised on their website that that's what they're doing. Yeah, it's great. Finally, you know, Um, the book is available for about $200 as a hard copy. However, I did find a PDF download for about $44 US dollars. So that would be about $60, $65 Australian. Um, I have put the link in our caption. So if you're interested in a PDF version, which I Say save your money, get the PDF version. Well, some people like a bit of like paper paperback. No, I actually do. I prefer a bit of that as well. So, but if you do, then what you need to know about this book is that this edition has been floating around for a while. So it's the same book. So if you want a hard copy, don't pay for a brand new one for two hundred dollars. Find a second hand one on Facebook Marketplace or eBay.com.au. That would be my recommendation if you want a physical book. Um. The next thing that they recommend is another one of their books called The Anthology of Medical Conditions. And it's about $177 on their website, not including shipping. Um, The book itself is more text heavy. It's got about 130 clinical presentations of common clinical conditions and has a chapter on medical legal laws in Australia that you should know about. And it's actually designed by the AMC not to just help with AMC 1, but also AMC 2 and when you start working. So it's kind of like a fit for all-purpose book. Um, another thing you should know is that, again, it's not um, this, the same edition of this book has been floating around. So you don't need to get a brand new textbook if money is a bit short at the moment. You could probably find a second one, second-hand one on Facebook Marketplace and ebay.com.au as well. Do you have this book, Cara? Um I like I actually don't remember if I had it and didn't use it or if I just didn't have it at all but I definitely can say I didn't go through it because I definitely had this book and I didn't plan on doing the part two exam at the time I just thought I would buy it anyway and I didn't use it that much for I definitely use the MCQ handbook more but what I did found useful about this book is that there are a lot of images in there and pictures so 
I did use it for that where I would go and have a look at the images for rashes and things like that and then um, get the answers and I know that a lot of Facebook groups had said that that's very good for images yeah so that might be useful to know if you are going to do the part two um, you might want to just get it a bit earlier yeah you could use it for that purpose I did also remember that people did say that the pictures come that any picture that comes up in your AMC MCQ exam actually come from that book. Mm. So if you know what that picture, what condition that picture is referring to, then you kind of already know the answer to your AMC MCQ exam. What I would say is if money's a bit tight, could you, what do you reckon, Sasha? Could you just avoid this one? I don't think it's really important that you need that to pass. I think it's a nice add-on. Yep but I don't think you have to have it. I think the MCQ handbook, you 100% have to have. Yes, 100% agree with but that. But this is probably just extra. And it is $177. It is. It's a lot. Um, with the AMC handbook of multiple choice questions, 100% you need that, whether it's a secondhand copy, where if it, it might be a PDF download, doesn't matter. You just need it. I got told that you should go over that twice, all the questions twice. Um, because some of the questions in your actual exam do come from there. And I do remember maybe one or two questions coming from there, but that's one or two easy answers and easy marks. I think that's pretty accurate. I think I did end up going over it twice as well. Yep. So a few other ways to prepare that is outside of what the AMC say in their specification booklet is actually by doing some prep courses. So they're called AMC One Bridging Courses, and there are a few big companies in Australia that deliver them. Um, Some of these companies are called IMG, SOS, Hill, ARMC, or the Alan Roberts IMG School. There are also a few other ones, but they're the main ones. Now, the courses since COVID have been completely online. Um, They haven't really dropped down in price despite being online. However, there are a few more options. So some of the options are a 12-week self-study course, which is they give you the course materials and you attempt it on your own for 12 weeks. And that's about approximately 500 to about 600 Australian, depending on which company you go with. Now, that's a really good low-cost option though. Um, so I, they didn't have that when I um, did the course back in like 2016 from memory. Um, the other one that they have is a six-week intensive one-on-one course, which is about 3,000 and that's also online. Another one is three-week regular course one-on-one and some of the companies have their own AMC question bank that you can access for a very, very low cost. So it just gives you more of a chance to practice some questions and I think that's a really good option, especially if money's tight. Now, some of the things that I wish I knew about these courses that I didn't know about when I signed up for it. So I did a course, it was based in Sydney I wasn't living in Sydney at the time, so I had to go interstate. I can't remember if it was four weeks intensive course or six weeks, but my family lives in Sydney, so I stayed with them. So that was okay. I just had to pay for flights. Um, It was about six days a week and there may have been about 12 of us in the class and it was about three and a half thousand. So it's actually really expensive. It's a lot of money. Oh yeah, it's pretty much the same price as your AMC MCQ exam. But I just, I needed that reassurance. I needed like where do I start? Like, where should I at least try to attempt to study and pass this exam? Um, And you were in Australia as well at the time, which I think affords you the luxury of having this option. Um, Where we were, we didn't have the option of having these kind of courses. I think we could probably do online ones. Yeah. But I just didn't, I just couldn't come to Australia just to do a course. No, I completely understand and agree. And they're really, really expensive. How this course operated was... um, if, so they, they tried to review your, all your medicine topics all over again in that space of time. So there'd be like a cardiology tutorial where it might go over two days, a respiratory tutorial, and they go over all the main conditions. Now, who were the educators? They were people, they were IMGs like you and me who have passed their AMC 1 or passed their AMC 1 and 2 that mostly haven't started working, haven't got a job but they get hired back from these companies and they come and basically earn a bit of money tutoring. I didn't know that. So are these guys seasoned, um, experienced educators? No, they're not. They're actually IMGs like you and me that are making some side money by coming in and um, running through cardiology with you. Now, the resource materials, 
were whoever was running the cardiology tutorial, they would provide a PowerPoint and slides. So the slide quality was completely dependent on the person who was teaching us cardiology. So if you're not a seasoned educator, you're not an experienced educator, there's a couple of issues with that. One, you don't know how to teach effectively. Two, you don't know how to summarize information in a slide effectively. So they're just doctors like you and me trying to get through it and side income. It's a side job till they actually find a job at a hospital. I didn't know that. So for three and a half grand, that's a lot. And and I don't get a seasoned experienced educator. That concerns me as well because I was just thinking now as you were speaking, if it's just a doctor that's completed AMC one, that's like you and me. And I mean, they're not working. We at least working. I still wouldn't feel comfortable teaching um, content for AMC one because it that's it's so broad. The topics are so wide. Mm. No, I agree. And here's the thing: I, before I um before I got my job in the hospital, I actually worked as an educator. So I actually am an experienced educator where I teach concepts modules and I assess them and people get certifications from that and um, I don't think I could have done it either so that was interesting but the way it's advertised on the website you don't know that that's what you're getting like the way I read a couple of these options like a six weeks intensive one-on-one course you don't know who the other one is who's that tutor that's one-on-one with you Mm. you know so um, that's an issue there it's a bit of a roll the dice get what you what you know 100% because the same tutor might not be there for the next group of people especially if like they just got a job or they can only commit to that month and maybe they were a good tutor the next they might not be there for the next one so your friend might sign up for the following month to do this course and they get completely different bunch of tutors that aren't that great so the quality is not really consistent no and you could have great tutors but then you could also have very poor tutors yes that's right mm. um also, you know, in this course, the entire time, every tutor, you know what they said? Yeah, look, just the main thing I want to tell you guys is just do a year's worth of recalls. Do recalls, do recalls, do a year's worth recalls. No matter what tutor it was, for whatever one, none of them said, relearn medicine, relearn medicine. That's what we're doing today. Even though they were teaching me medicine all over again, they weren't saying, go back and review these topics. They were saying, do recalls, do recalls. So I was sitting in this course for three and a half grand um and being told to do recalls i got that information for free from facebook (laughs) yeah well i didn't know that so i thought this is yeah i know completely completely uh financially ripped off there so that's something that you need to know now am i saying these courses are bad absolutely not because it was that security that it provided me i was with other people like me who trying to study for the AMC one and I felt like I had a place to start at least okay like some people look at this exam and go where do I even start where do I even begin and I mean there was no real podcast out there like you and me telling people um, this is what the AMC tells you to do this is our experience like there was nowhere for someone to start there was not really great information out there I think it's also probably useful if you have quite a large practice gap and you haven't sort of delved into medicine and medical topics for a while yep to maybe have a bit of a foundation and then you can build on that for the mcq yes so i mean these courses definitely have their place but if time and money is not on your side i would say to you don't worry about them you don't need them not for you don't this need one. them to pass nope i didn't do, do one yeah um and also like a lot of people that i knew who they didn't do the course they actually just did recalls where I did the course and I actually went through medicine and stuff and they did tell you to do recalls yeah but I I know but it it, I don't know I just wanted to relearn medicine I thought that would serve me better but so ambitious yes it probably wasn't the best strategy so that brings us to the next thing we need to talk about recalls you heard me say recalls recalls you're like what is a recall okay so recalls is the word on the street for past exam questions. So what that is, is that somebody in IMG went and sat their, their MCQ exam. As soon as they came out of their MCU, MCQ exam, they started writing down all the questions that they can remember. And if some of the options to answer those questions, if they remembered that, they'd put them down too. 
and then they share them amongst peers and friends. So that's what a recall is. It's somebody remembering the question that came up in their exam and people trying to share it because remember 50% of the exam are from previous past exams. In other countries, I think we call this like past paper questions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but well, we used to say that. I didn't know what yeah, recall meant. Yeah, I didn't know what recall really yeah. meant. Oh, you're going to do some past paper questions. Yeah, that's, that's what we used to say. I feel like that's actually the name everywhere. I don't know why recalls. I guess because it's not really a past exam paper question. It really is somebody just recalling the question. But past paper questions are the same thing. So, but uh, yes, it isn't. Isn't like in some universities they actually share the actual exam. So mm. that's a proper formalized, um, confirmed past exam questions this one is somebody's relying on somebody's memory so I guess that's where the name recall recalls came from but however here's the thing I actually thought recalls were unethical and not allowed by the AMC like cheating yeah like cheating it's an unethical way to pass your exam that's what I always thought until yesterday and I'm not sure if I have changed my mind on that but I found something to suggest otherwise so um, when I was doing my research, I came across a name called Omar Shakuri. And Omar has a series of books for 2021 recalls. So let's say he's got March 2021 recalls for the AMC MCQ exam, you know, April 2021 recalls. And here's the thing. Guess where these books are being sold? They're being so- sold at a store called um, a bookstore called Dimmicks. Now, D-Y-M-O-C-K-S. Dimmicks is a massive Australian bookstore chain. So if this is illegal, how is it being sold at an Australian bookstore chain? It can't be illegal. The AMC would have come for Omar. That's what I thought. So this book is actually $50. So if you want March's recalls, it's $50. If you want April's um, recalls, it's $50. Oh, each one is 50 Each one. Okay. Or it's um, if you buy it off Amazon, you can either get the hard copy book or you can pay for the PDF version, which is $11. So that's actually really cheap. So $11 for each month's recalls. So a whole year's worth of recalls for 2021 is going to be like less than 150 Australian. You know what this screams at me though? Omar Shakuri is a smart man. He's a rich man. <laughs> smart man i don't want smart man he's a rich man if he is doing this can you imagine how and and if people didn't know about it we are now part of his reason why his sales have just increased do you hear that omar yeah you actually need to give us a percentage of your profits because (laughs) i never heard of you i never knew this existed so the fact that this is free advertising but if people know about it, and we're probably like the last to know, because obviously we we have done our AMC MCQ ages ago. I did not use Omar's resources. I, I wish I had. I didn't, I didn't even know they existed. But I wish I had. He's a rich, rich man. Very smart, very rich man. Oh my gosh. So like naturally. I'll be living in a mansion. Um, a mansion in Double Bay in New South Wales, which if On for people beach. that don't know, Double Bay is a very, <laughs> very expensive real estate area. Um. So I guess naturally the second question is, are you single? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I am not. I'm married. But like... But you could be. I could be for the, for the right price. No. Um, but, you know, also if he's a doctor, I never married a doctor. So I could actually like <laughs> go back in time and not upset... Finally make your parents finally happy. Finally make my parents proud by marrying another doctor. Um, so maybe just go back and do things right this time, you know? No, I'm kidding. Um, you got to excuse my sense of humor, everyone. This is how, where my mind takes me a bit of light humor. She also does have a good heart and does not only care only about money. (laughs) No, absolutely not. Um, so yeah, just, so then I thought like, there's no way this can be illegal. AMC would have not allowed this to be sold in an Australian bookstore. Nope, they would have ended him already. Yeah, so I'm not sure. So I don't know where I lie on the opinion. Is it illegal? Look, Is it the unethical? AM- the AMC sure. cannot not know that there are oh, recalls they out know. there. They know. Of course they know. Do you know how I know they know? How do you know that they know? In their, because in their MCQ specification booklet, <laughs> this booklet has everything, okay? They actually, they actually. It's like the AMC Bible. They actually mention it. They actually mention Ooh, okay. recalls. But before I get onto that, let me just tell you, I've gone to um, Amazon where Omar Shakari's book is being sold. Let me tell you what is written about the book. So this is what he's saying. 
The Australian Medical Council MCQ exam is not so hard to pass. You need to be prepared. Here you'll find bulks of MCQs collected from every website and social media and brought together month by month. The recalls for passing AMC MCQ exam are very important. So he's even saying that's basically how you need to pass it. Some will get 90% of recalls during their exam. Others may get 10%. The average of repetition of recalls is about 45 to 60% in your exam. My advice to you, so this is his advice to you, is to read the last six months of recalls before your date of examination. So this is what I heard in my course from the tutors, but they said do a whole year's worth of recalls. So if your exam um, is booked in for November, then you need to do recalls from say this November, you need to get your hands on the latest recalls leading up to your exam and all the way back to last year's November. That's what I always got told as well. So he's saying the same thing. I did read something like this on Facebook as well. Yeah. So, but here's what the AMC specification booklet says about recalls. However, fancy schmancy, they don't call them recalls. They call it reconstructed AMC papers. Oh, jeez. Why? I know, because it's somebody's trying to be fancy. Whoever writes these materials. Reconstructed AMC paper questions or AMC papers? AMC papers. So dumb. And this is the problem. Once again, you're dealing with people who um, not not only just English as a second language, but they don't the, – the wording on the street isn't reconstructed AMC papers. It's recalls. We are English first language speakers. I know. So I would have – if I saw – no, I'm – yes, that's true. We are. And if I read the, the wording reconstructed AMC papers, I wouldn't have realized that they're referring to recalls if I didn't read it's on. It's cryptic. I know. So, like, you just need to use terminology that everyone knows. That don't people be- understand. Don't – yeah. information easier to access. Yeah. But see – I, this is why I always say you should never let someone are highly intelligent teach other people. That's the, I, be, I truly believe in that. I just because feel like that's not even highly intelligent. This is just doesn't make sense marketing-wise for them. I know, but it's somebody trying to sound very professional and like, you know, not basic in the way they write. And that's why I, I truly believe that. Never, ever get anyone. Know your audience. Yeah, that's why I'm so stupid, but I'm full of knowledge. Hmm. Because I know how. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, an, I'm, I told you, I'm life smart. I'm not book smart. But, but because of that, I know how to teach others in a way that appeals to m- most because not everyone is like the, you know, higher achieving 1%. So when you teach to those people, only those people get it in the room. But anyway, that's just my little side point that... It's your rant over. It was rant. Yes, <laughs> rant's over. Um, so this is what the AMC says about that. The AMC is aware that the MCQ examination papers which are circulated or available via the internet, are claimed to be accurate reproductions of the AMC MCQ examination papers. So they're saying they're aware of recalls. They know that there's recalls circulating. Candidates should exercise care when using these reconstructed papers. The AMC has been provided with copies of these papers and has found many of the questions, stems and responses to be incorrect. Candidates who base their preparation on such reconstructed papers may have a distorted impression of the format and content of the actual multiple choice questions used in the AMC examination. So, I mean, put aside all the way that they tried to say, like they tried to, again, a fancy way, fancy way of saying, we know that the recalls are circulating. Um, just be careful that they are not always 100% true in an accurate version of the real exam question. This That's all they need to point. say. Fair they, point. Yeah. You're relying on other people's uh, memory. That's right. And other people's responses to the questions. It's not the AMC's exact question with their exact response. Yes. So I think exercising caution is probably something most of us would do anyway. Yep. Yep. Um, so there's another way um, to help you pass the exam that isn't mentioned in the AMC specification booklet. Um, it is called Facebook study groups. So I know on Facebook, there's heaps of closed groups where you actually have to like screenshot your AMC candidate profile page just to show that you're an IMG actually going to sit for AMC. But these are people that um, they talk about ex- the exam questions. They um, like, like as in they might put up a practice question up when I say talk about the exam question, put a practice question up and everyone like has this, their two cents in the comments on what they think is the best answer. There's some pictures on there as well. People yep. have open discussions yep. about 
the exam and also their experiences with their exam. And yeah, because there's some people that already sat yeah. the exam on there. There's also an opportunity to um, like put in the comments that you're interested in a study partner via Zoom or FaceTime. So there's a great opportunity for a learning community, which I highly recommend. So just I don't they go by all different names, but if you just type in AMC one into uh, the search in Facebook for group under groups. Yep. And yeah. there's tons of them. Yeah. I'm sure you can find something. Um, so this leads us to, let's talk about just strategy. So when did you book your exam? Like how much time did you give yourself to study and book it in? Oh, I'm not exactly sure when I booked it and I definitely booked it in this within sort of six months of writing it, mm-hmm. which I think was very little time that I gave myself and I think I truly studied full-on for three months before the exam and I was working full-time through this whole time I just didn't have the luxury of taking time off for it I didn't want to I wanted to save money to be able to move over so I studied after work or you know on days off oh wow okay full-on three months I think I was working part-time and I I think I booked it in for three months um like in three months time so I gave myself three months to study because I just knew I'm somebody that I'll always think I'm never ready. Like I'm not ready. And I didn't feel like I was ready to sit the exam. No, me neither. But I just knew like if I just keep dragging it out, that will actually work against me. And that's actually what we see happen to a lot of people. So when we talk about strategy, because um, we get a lot of questions on our Facebook and Instagram. When should I, how long should I study for AMC one? When should I sit the exam? And I guess every scenario is a little bit different, but, there is like one main concept and it depends on what else you've got to offer. Like if you have recency of practice, then don't let that go to waste. You shouldn't like take a year off and work towards passing your AMC MCQ exam. And this is what we see lots of people do. It's a huge um, problem that I think lots of people think they need to take a year or two off to study full time for AMC one. And then yes, you might, easily pass the AMC one but then you've got this large practice gap and it becomes difficult to get a job afterwards yes because remember the one of the um, traits of a really good candidate is recency of practice so what ends up happening when you think like oh no I need a whole year to study and revise medicine and you know even move some people move here before they actually start the AMC one process um, I need time to move I need time to settle they waste so much time and lose their recency of practice that by the time they've got AMC1, they've, they've got this gap and they're not the ideal candidate anymore. Because you've got to remember, if you've passed your English exam and you have AMC1, you can start looking for a job. So you can start the process of getting a job and potentially getting your foot in the door. So don't lose that recency of practice. You'll never feel ready for this exam. I think you only need three months to sit it. I really do. Six months tops. I think that's very realistic. And if you're working part-time, three months is perfect. I think full-time work at three months, it felt that I was pushing it a bit. Um, But I think part-time for three months would be perfect or six months full-time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The other thing is like, I think go through the specification booklet that's provided by the AMC. And again, its link is in our caption. Read it from start to finish because it's got so much great detail and go to all the resources that they recommend. So I think if you um, if you do the Facebook study group, if you do the AMC handbook, if you do their practice trial exam, if you do the 50 questions in the specification booklet, I actually think you've got a really good shot of passing and all these options are the low cost options. Remember that. So you're not burning the bank because if you plan on sitting AMC2, granted that is a very, very expensive um, option with preparing and sitting. And so if you need to save money, that's this is where you can save it, I think. And then Caro, you wrote your AMC1 straight after med school. Is that right? Or before you did your internship? No, so I did it before my internship yep. because I got, did my internship in Australia. So in order to get my foot in the door, I mm. needed AMC one. Did you do some clinical work before you actually, or did you? Were you no. just from med school? For just from med school. Okay, so that's also different to what was for me. So I had had a bit of clinical experience by the time I had written. So that made it very difficult for me as well because you get stuck in these sort of w- clinical ways or this knowledge that you've learned from working and you think that you can rely on that knowledge to help you pass this exam but you can't mm-hmm. 
So a lot of it, the strategy that I was using when I was studying was that I actually had to think of everything in an Australian context and take myself out of the practice that I knew, which was like a low resource, um, resource constrained environment. So I often had to, when I was looking at questions, think what is the very best thing that I can do for the patient or what is the very best answer to this question? Not what is the cheapest or what is the most cost effective answer, which is what I was used to asking myself in real practice, in real life. So it is a real mind shift for people coming from developing worlds into Australia to be able to answer these questions you can't really rely on your actual clinical knowledge so you do need to give yourself that time to change the way you think about medicine actually oh that's actually a really really good point and really good for our you know code community to to hear that so in terms of other strategies is there anything else I think we've covered for the most part yeah um the only thing that I've been telling people as well is that it was more the structure of the questions and the type of answers that they were looking for with certain questions and how they would structure their questions and then structure the answers that I was looking at. So I was quite strategic in that way where I would actually look at the format of the questions and answers and not always about the content. So it becomes really tricky when they ask which is the most correct and all five options are correct. Mm. You just kind of need to see how they ask things and what they're exactly looking for and that just comes from going over and over that mcq handbook yeah that's true okay so once you um your exam is booked and your exam date is approaching the amc in their specification booklet on page 12 have a list of really helpful tips so they talk about planning for the examination so they say that candidates should get a good night's sleep rest before presenting for the examination now did you do that or were you cramming right up to the last second uh was not cramming but I was flying to another country to have to write this exam and I said I would study in the plane did not <laughs> well I but def- did not sleep either no I definitely was cramming because I was so feeling like I'm not ready that's on brand for you yeah, that's classic me though classic um, yep completely always self-doubt and <laughs> think no, no no I need to do more I need to do more extra oh tell me about it um So they also said avoid the use of stimulants or other drugs that may impair your performance. So like stimulants, caffeine or stimulants, stimulants? I'm not sure. But either way, I don't think either are good. Did use caffeine. Yeah. (laughs) Who doesn't? I use caffeine on the best of days. Um, Says read their placement letter carefully and note the times and exact locations of their examination. That's solid advice. Yep. Had to do this. Was in another country. Yep. Um, ensure they arrive on the on time for each MCQ examination session and give themselves time to settle down before the examination commences. Yeah, yeah that, that's everyday information. Yeah, like get exams. there, you know, half an hour early so you can sit and just hold your nerves together, go to the bathroom, you know, before they start the process to bring you in. Mm. Um, if travelling from interstate or uh, intercontinental, yeah. <laughs> ensure that they check any interstate time differences and allow extra time in case of delayed flights or travel time before between the airport and or the like city. jet lag. <laughs> yes, this is solid advice. This is like my family's advice. They always said, for example, if you had a really important thing Tuesday morning, like the MCQ exam, don't fly in on Monday. Don't fly in on Monday night because let's say, for example, you took the last flight out on Monday night, that flight gets cancelled. You're not only freaking out if you're going to make your exam for the next like flight the next day. Um, it just doesn't make sense. Like you put so much time and money into these exams, putting a little bit extra saying for one extra night's hotel stay and arriving say Sunday night is a much better plan. Night. That's two extra nights hotel stay. Well, yeah, Sunday and Monday. So Kara's advice. True. Arrive a week before. No, it's actually, no, hold on, hold on. Let's do the math here. It's actually not two extra nights because you were going to, if the exam's Tuesday morning, you have to come in on Monday anyway. I'm like arrive on the day kind of girl. No. So have you ever, have you ever had a flight cancel and you've missed something really important? No. No, I have. Trust me. You learn, you learn once. And once you burn Caro. Oh, no. Last time. Yeah, that's it. You only have to burn me once and you're a write off. hundred percent. So, um, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with this. Yep, give yourself early. enough time, sure. Yeah. yeah. A so, day or two. So then they say at the examination, this is what you need to do. So candidates reporting for the MCQ examination are required to present two forms of ID. So you finally made it to the exam. Now, like, don't 
don't screw oh. up by not being able to actually sit your exam because you don't have ID on you. Especially if you've come from another country, don't leave your valid ID at home. Yes. And probably bring extra ID in case like for whatever reason, one of them's not suitable or so just. I know, definitely did that. I was so paranoid. Yep. So they say like they need one primary ID and this primary ID has to be government issued with a name, photo and signature. So for example, a passport and it has to be valid. It can't be um, expired and it can't be a copy of. It has to be the actual original document. And the same name that is showing on your passport, like John Smith or Joan Smith, needs to be the same name of the person sitting the AMC. So if you've registered for the AMC exam as Joan Jones, that's really uncreative. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So you're Jones Jones. Joan Jones. I could have come (laughs) up. Okay. So you're Joan Smith on your passport, but you're... AMC, you got married and your name is, um, I'm really struggling here, Joan <laughs> Terry. Let's just go with that. Joan Terry, um, that you can't really sit the exam because they don't know who you really are. This was actually a problem for me because I had gotten married recently when I wrote the AMC. And you changed so, your name? Well, I had to. They're really weird about it. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're not really weird see? about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm still, my husband's still carrying on that I have you not are changed so cold. my name. No, because it's the, I keep telling him, it's the paperwork. Well, anyway, so this this art burnt me. Half of my documentation was in my maiden name and half, the other half in my married name. See? So I had just these two sets of documents. I had to make sure that I always took the right thing to the right um, you know, place. So this is really important for people to know. But see, this is the stuff that, a lot of people don't tell you about. Yeah, like because don't get married. They don't, no, no, not, that's not the, that's not the advice. Don't get married. It's um unless you know, it's to Omar. And this is unless it's to Omar. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this is what I always say to my husband. Like the because I, I'm I'm an IMG and I always have to like go through hoops to prove anything. Having another name would just make my life a little bit harder and more paperwork heavy. So I rather just stick to my. You if know, that's the name. excuse you use. That's all right, Karen. Yeah, and there's actually a saying like um, female doctors, uh, I went to med school, not my husband. And I love that. So <sighs> Feminists. I'm not a feminist, <laughs> um, but I'm like, no, I went to med school. My That's my surname I want to carry through. So that was another reason, but more so that was the paperwork. I'm a bit paperwork lazy in that Savage. sense. Yeah. So the other ID that they need is a secondary ID, and that's just a name and signature. It doesn't need to have a photo. Um, so a bank card or, um, you know, if you're in Australia, Medicare card. Oh, actually, Medicare card doesn't have a signature. So what would it be? A bank working, working with children's card. Working with children's card. Yeah, so anything with mm. a name and Driver's licence. Yeah. Um, so bring these documents. Make sure they are the same name as you're applying to MC. Make sure they are valid. Make sure they are the original document and bring a couple of extras just in case. That'd be my advice to you. So let's talk about results. When do you get your results? So candidates will be available to download from the candidate portal. So that's basically the AMC, go to AMC, log in and download your results. And the results come out four weeks after your MCQ examination day on a Thursday at 9am. And they're really accurate with this. They do. They do deliver. Yes. I can actually just feel the nerves again. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Do you remember doing this? Um, and they give you the list of everyone's AMC numbers. They don't even give you your name. And it's so difficult to find which number is yours. You have to check like six times to make sure you actually pass. Well, I must not remember this because... You blocked it out. I m- blocked it out 100%. <laughs> this is so th- traumatic. I, it was. This whole experience was traumatic. Until I got my foot in the door, it was such a horrible time. So yes, I, that's what I, I did. I actually have that feeling in my tummy mechanism. thinking about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, nothing coming back that- for me. Tons of time to make sure I actually pass. Imagine if you got excited because you got you were looking at somebody else's candidate number. That's what I kept and you thinking. Thought you passed. That's what I kept thinking. And then you're like, oh no. Why would wait. they not put your names there or give you a spe- like well, a special email or something? I guess yeah, it should be a special email. I guess privacy if they're listening. Like all sitting in one. there like nine a.m. just like you know nine nine a.m. Australian time. I don't know what kind of time it was for me. Probably like midnight, one a.m. Literally oh, just like refreshing my page. Yeah. But, you, but when you saw you pass, what was the feeling? Oh, just amazing. Because when you feel that you've, when you see that you've passed, that door is wide open for you. That yeah. AMC one is just the gatekeeper of like this amazing new life and experience that's open to you after that. So it's the best feeling ever. It's worth it. Did you think you were going to pass when you came out of the exam? No. Neither did I. I, I. I felt like I cried. 
I once again, I can't remember if I cried, but likely you back blocked then, out this whole experience. To be fair, back then I cried over everything because I was always living in such an anxious state of what am I doing with my life? Is can't even awkward? imagine you like that. Yeah, see, like because you know me now. It's like, just so from, savage. Not. No, just because <laughs> I think I've just I've got no tears left. That's yeah. what the whole AMC Arpa process did to me. It shattered me as a person, made me cry for a lifetime, and then <laughs> I got nothing. And I know this because when I gave birth to my son. I couldn't cry. I wanted to <laughs> so bad. And I was like, oh, oh. No, you're just I dead did, inside. And I, oh, no, I wanted to cry, but nothing was coming out. So I was pulling. <laughs> did you still feel the emotions? Yes. Least? And I was pulling the face. So imagine this. I was in front of my, like, because I, you know, gave birth at the hospital I worked at. So imagine this, like in front of people I know, I'm pulling this face crying and nothing is coming out. They're like, what is wrong with her? What is this face? Uh, it is confirmed Caroline's a robot. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just because I think I went through something so full No, on. but I mean, for four weeks while waiting for those results, I was just reliving the test every single day, thinking of every single question, like thinking of everything I got wrong. And naturally, when you write tests, you just focus on the things you got wrong. And yes. by the time the end of the four weeks was up, I had counted at least like, you know, 70 to 80 questions, which I knew I definitely got wrong. And I was like, oh, I failed. Yes. Um, that's three grand down the drain. I actually think I might have started studying again because i thought i was 100 percent gonna fail once again because extra. i was like no i can't waste any extra time but not like studying full uh full force just a little bit of study Who here and there does that well i generally thought i was i generally thought i was failing that exam so when i got the result um that i passed yeah i was super excited i think went out for a you know success dinner hmm. or success lunch can't no, remember. It, it really really is the best feeling yeah because i feel like you're I moving forward feel- I still feel prou- proud now. Like when I see the AMC one certificate with the results on, do you yeah. see it? And it's very shameful as well because they have that bar. It, it has, like a, oh, yeah, it has right. like a little bar and then it shows you where the average is and like where you need to be to pass. <laughs> yeah, and then I just passed. And then, yeah, your, your line is like just on the right of the bar. <laughs> you're like, great. <laughs> it's like the worst exam yeah. probably ever written. Yeah. But I mean, it's I still feel so proud when I look at it because it just <laughs> meant so much more to me. Like it just meant yeah. that I could, you know, I could, be some somewhere else I could you know have a career that meant something in Australia or somewhere else so yeah um and the AMC's as well once you once you do the whole pathway and you get registered in Australia it it almost opens up the whole world to you because it's recognized so in so many other countries as well so it means a lot more than even just Australia it means a lot to like you know it's everything yeah so I guess like our take a home message though is like this exam is passable um and you don't need to spend a lot of money or time to pass it so if you've got those fears and doubts like we did please listen to this listen to our experience and just go for it have a bit of confidence and go for it you're on the right path you now have heard this podcast and you know all the right resources so you can redirect your study and redirect your strategy and i think as well don't compromise your recency of practice never like if you can ever help it don't compromise your recency of practice it is so important here to the employers um and to the people looking at your cvs and thinking of hiring you don't if you can help it just you know keep working to the very end even if it's not full time just keep your recency of practice up just so that um not only will you have your mc amc um, mcq results and past it you will also have recency of practice which is arguably just as important as passing the exam yes very very true so guys that is our amc1 mcq overview i hope you found that really informative and helpful if you enjoyed this please um, not only like but also go to our Facebook and Instagram, type in Code you Australia and follow us if you're not already following us. But more importantly, we have a YouTube channel where a lot of our videos make it there, but they don't make it to our social media accounts. So if you don't want to miss out on another video, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, please click on part three of our Moving Your Medical Career to Australia series. Thank you so much for listening and see you in part three.